0: So the example where you have no solution is pretty straightforward. Whenever you see the all zeros and then something that isn't zero, then you know you have no solution. It takes a little more practice to to learn how to write the solution when you have infinitely many solutions. So we're going to start first with the example that I've already shown you of two variables. Now, I made different equations, but they actually end up doing the same thing x plus four y equals ten and two x plus eight y equals twenty this time you might notice that that two x plus eight y equals twenty actually just represents the same equation x plus four y equals ten so we have two of the same equations. so we know the solution should be the same stupid line the same line x plus four y equals ten now if i wanted to write that line differently I could solve for X. Normally we solve for Y because we want to graph it using slope-intercept form. But the reason I'm solving for X, you may recall, is when we said let Y equal some number K, any number K. Y, this time, is going to be the independent variable, and then Y is going to depend, sorry, Y is the independent variable, and then X, which is unlike what we normally do, X is going to depend on Y, and so the solution looks like Y equals K, and X equals negative 4K plus 10. So either in this form as two coordinates or as X equals negative 4K plus 10, and Y equals K. And this is how the solution looks in two variables. Now what I need to do is show you how to apply that to your gauss jordan row reduction. So let's take this system 1, 4, 10 and 2 8 20 I've already done one example with different equations but just so it's really firm in your minds what's going on when there are two variables I'm going to do another example because when we get into working with three variables and more suddenly it becomes very abstract and it seems like students tend to just say well what do I need to memorize to, to do this problem but if you remember the two variables it'll help you because we all understand the idea of a line where X depends on Y. So if I take this matrix and I want to reduce it down by using gauss jordan row reduction, I already have a leading one, so I just need a zero below it. So if I do negative two times row one, add it to row two and put that into row two, I'm going to have one, four, ten still, and then I'll have negative two plus two is zero, negative eight plus eight is also zero, and then negative twenty plus twenty is 0 as well. So this gives us the row 0 equals 0 which is the no new information nothing substantial here. So that leads us to just look at the row above. That's the only information we have. So we know x plus 4y equals 10. That's just the equation of the line which represents an infinite number of points. Now the only thing is for this example and then for more dimensions, we like to use a different kind of notation. We like to solve for x. x is negative 4y plus 10. In this case we're solving for x. We're really solving for the variable that had a leading one corresponding to it. So I have x equals negative 4y plus 10 and if you wanted you could just write your solution as y is y and x is negative four y plus ten because y equals y means y can be anything it wants to be it's free to be whatever it wants it's the independent variable this time and x depends on it but a notation that this book uses i believe especially to avoid confusion is to say let y equal any number k any constant k it's a constant because we're picking one number When y is that one number, x depends on that number. And so x is negative 4 times k plus 10. And if you want to write that as coordinates, you have the coordinate y is k, and then going backwards, x is negative 4k plus 10. And that's your infinite number of solutions because there's still a variable in it. The variable is really representing y. Any number k, x is negative 4 times k plus 10. That's how you define the solution to this system of equations.